Welcome to the Neurodivergent CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Hess, a certified life and success coach, specializing in empowering neurodivergent leaders, CEOs, and entrepreneurs. Ever felt like your achievements didn't line up with your internal struggles? Trust me, I've been there. I couldn't comprehend how I had dedicated so much effort to success only to find myself deeply unhappy while everyone around me perceived me as having it all. But here's the thing, your beautifully unique brain holds the power to transform your perspective and bring happiness and fulfillment into your life. That's why I created this podcast, to help you unlock that potential. If you're tired of being on the hamster wheel of your life and yearning to redefine your own version of success, then you've come to the right place. So my friend, buckle up and get ready because this is just the beginning of an incredible journey. It's time to tune in and explore the extraordinary possibilities together. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I have the most incredible episode for you today. So I was coaching one of my favorite clients and don't worry, they're all my favorite clients. And we were just talking about this thought that comes up for her all the time. It's something that we coach on a lot. And this is really common. Okay. So basically when you go into coaching and we start uncovering what is getting in the way of you being able to create the results you want to create in your life, what gets in the way of you being able to stand in authority of what you want, what you need, what you want to create, what's generally stopping you is one or two things that you think. And it's just the truth for every single person that I've ever seen. Okay. It's true for me. It's true for all of my clients. If you were to ask me, if you just picked a name out of a hat of somebody that I coach all the time, I would be able to tell you what those one or two sentences are that are on repeat, that are very difficult to let go of. And when I was talking to my client today, it came up for me that we could look at this in a different way. So I have taught in the past how to have a relationship with what you think, right? We have talked about on this podcast, the relationship that you have with yourself, right? The relationship you have with your nervous system, the relationship that you have with your emotions, but we also have a relationship with our thoughts. Okay. We have lots and lots of thoughts, hundreds of thousands of them every day, but just because we think them doesn't make them true. And if that's not something that resonates for you, I want to offer you to go back and listen to previous episodes that I've done because you'll start to see it. All right. You can't unsee it once you see it, that what we think is completely optional. So what we think is never the truth, right? It's just what we think. Sometimes it creates results in our lives that we love. And sometimes it creates results in our lives that we don't love. But what I know for sure is that my thoughts are mine. <laughs> that being said, there are thoughts that we think that come unbidden, right? There are thoughts that we think that we wish we weren't having, that we wish we didn't believe. I truly believe like when it comes to things like body image, we really don't want to think we look ugly. Okay. We don't want to think that we look fat and gross. Same with when it comes to your personality. We don't want to think that we are 
overly emotional or that we are passive aggressive or that we are any other negative things that might come up for you. There's so many. If I were to say to you right now, hey, what would you say are your worst features? I 100% guarantee that you would come up with them like that so fast, but they're not the truth about you. That's not what's true about you. That's potentially what's been said to you. That has been potentially said about you. It may have been something that has been developed as a social construct, like the way that we grow up, what we hear, what we see, the fabric of what raises us as children, as teenagers, as young adults. It could be formed by past trauma, things that have happened to you that are incredibly painful. All of these things impact the thoughts that go on in our brain, and there's so many of them. And what I think the positive thinking movement got right was this ability to notice that when we think positively about things, it allows us to actually feel better. And when we feel better, we are able to take more productive action. And when I say productive, I put that over and over that in really only needed us, right? It's like I acid to consider to productive doesn't self necessarily mean acid busy, to right. It doesn't even necessarily mean doing. Think that we are. It's more so normal, something that is creating a result that you want to have in your life. Human beings, but the thoughts that we have thoughts that pop them. up, right? So the ones that I hear fairly often have to do with I'm too fat. When it comes to personality, I'm too scattered. I need to have my shit together. I need to stop losing my shit. <laughs> I need to stop needing to be validated. Even I'm a people pleaser. Like when somebody says that to me, I think it's worth looking at. I am too loud. I am too quiet. I am too extroverted. I'm too introverted. I don't ask for what I need. I constantly have friends like this. I always date unavailable men. I never am able to lead. People don't see me as a leader. People don't see the beauty in me. I'm not actually lovable. You fill in the blanks, okay? I'd love for you to take a minute and just contemplate what comes up for you here. But here's what I'm going to tell you. That thought is your kryptonite. That thought is what stops you from having the things that you so desperately want. That is the thing that'll stop you from finding the partner. That is the thing that will stop you from getting the career. That is the thing that'll stop you from having a great relationship with your kids. That is the thing that will stop you from being able to think you're beautiful in the world and just eat things that are nourishing and amazing for your body and show up as the most colorful, amazing version of yourself. These are the thoughts that stop you. And the first part is understanding that they're not true. Okay. I guess actually, when I think about it, let me just backtrack for a second. The first part is identifying what the thoughts are that we're thinking. That's the first part. Then the second part is understanding that they're not the truth. They are just things we think. The third part is identifying how this impacts the results that we are creating in our own life. And then the last part is the part that I want to focus on today. What I will tell you is if you want help with all the rest of it, you should definitely book a strategy session with me. Okay. I'll put the link 
in the bio of the show, in the notes, not the bio. And you can go in there, you can book a strategy session and I'll walk you through it. I will find it for you. I will show it to you. Okay. But then once you know the thought, what do you do? For many of us that have done a lot of personal development, we recognize the thought. I will tell you that one of mine is that I never do things right. <laughs> I think it's pretty common. If you are a type A, if you're a high, high achiever, you probably identify with this too, right? This idea that I never do it right. No matter what I choose, I don't choose the right thing. I need to know the right answer and I don't know what it is. Some version of that thought. And once we see it, we can start identifying it when it starts popping up. For myself, I have hired multitudes of coaches over the past. Currently, I have a couple of coaches. And what I will say is that they will catch it before I do sometimes. And that's okay. It's not a problem. It's called being a human. All right. So we're never going to live totally conscious and be fully in control of what we think and feel all the time and be grounded and perfect and okay. That's not the work that we're doing here. Instead, I really love the idea of being messy, like just be messy, but be messy and own being messy. It's okay. Let's be messy with this. Let's be creative. Let's be curious. Let's figure it out. Let's decide that how I am is totally okay. And let's decide that's completely how I want to show up in the world. That's actually a good thing. Let's decide. But then we have to look at this other thought that comes up, this idea that I'm not doing it right. Okay. And here's what I came up with. I think that we can look at it like having a divorce, getting a divorce from the thought or thoughts that you have. And I think it's the perfect analogy. And here's why. When you think about divorcing someone, and I've coached multiple women through divorce. So I've seen this happen in many different forms, but the coaching is essentially almost always the same. And what it looks like is deciding the relationship that you want to have with that person now. Now that you're divorced, right? Now that you're separated, now that you've moved on, you've decided that you're going to no longer be married or no longer be in a partnership, then we've got to look at what is the relationship that I want to have with that person. And it is, I think, one of the biggest step ups when it comes to emotional maturity. It requires emotional maturity to be able to look at your ex partner through that lens. And one way that I've found has been really effective is tapping into unconditional love. So when I say tapping into unconditional love, a lot of times that can sound really confusing and also very distasteful if you really are struggling with what's going on inside of your divorce. Okay. But unconditional love, I need you to understand that love is a feeling that we feel. Love is a vibration in our body. So love isn't an action. Love isn't actually what we do at all. Love is what we feel. What I tend to see, and I see this in divorce, and then I see it with trying to divorce our thoughts, is we carry a lot of anger and resentment for the person or the thought. So when it comes to the person, it looks like, yeah, I don't really give a shit what he thinks. Like, I don't think about him at all. He's such an asshole anyways he's irrelevant. He's ridiculous. That's how I see it show up in divorce. Now, 
it's not a problem and it is a problem. All right. It's not a problem in that that's very human and it makes complete sense. All right. It's a protection mechanism that we have that when we feel vulnerable and like we've been hurt, then we put up the protection. We armor up to get through that. However, it's been my experience in dealing with multiple clients that what is way more effective is pulling down the armor and allowing the vulnerability to come out. And that requires love for you. And that requires love for your partner because you have to have both and love meaning I'm not attached to the outcome here. I'm not going to make words that you say mean anything about me or about you. I'm simply going to concern myself with me. I'm going to have this bubble around me that is filled with, I think of like a pink light and that light, I fill it. I breathe air into that light. I breathe air into that bubble. And the more air that I breathe into it, the more capacity I have for you to bounce off it, where you really don't impact me at all. Whereas if I put on armor, okay, and I walk into that same place, now we're in a fight and it is painful and hard and requires a lot of effort and a lot of pain. And it ultimately doesn't serve me. So this is how I look at it when it comes to divorce. And obviously it's not just analogies. We really dig in, but I want to dig in when it comes to thoughts that you think that you don't want to think anymore, because you see that they're harming you and not helping you. You are going to divorce that thought. So if we look at it as I'm going to divorce this thought, then what we're going to do is we're going to come at it with unconditional love for ourselves and for the thought. And what that really can look like is deciding that this thought is just not a thought that you're going to purposefully use. It makes sense why it's there. You know why you think it. It feels good to hate it or to compulsively pick it up. But we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to love it. We're going to be like, I love you. I get it. I know I don't need anything from you. I don't expect anything from you, but I'm not going to fight with you. And I'm not going to have a relationship with you. You see what I'm saying? We're not making out with the negative thought. (laughs) Okay. And I hate using the word negative, but we're not making out with the damaging thought, right? We're not going to have a quickie in the bathroom. That's not happening. (laughs) Okay. Because we're going to walk into the experience of that thought popping up with a complete understanding that it is not the thought that ever serves us and that it's never going to give us what we want. And I think that's the other part of it too, right? Is coming to terms with the fact that this thought is never going to give us what we want. So we don't want to use it, even though it seems right, even though it seems familiar, even though it seems possibly normal, the thought is never going to give us the result. So it's the same with divorce, right? Don't go to your ex-spouse looking for validation on your parenting, right? That's not what that relationship is for. So if you look at all the thoughts that you think, I want you to consider what is the relationship that I want to have with this thought? 
oh, I want to be divorced to this thought. Great. So that means I'm not going to be mad at the thought. I'm not going to be upset that the thought shows up. The thought should be there because, hey, we share things together. So it makes sense that the thought shows up. It's just, I'm not going to pick the thought up. I'm not going to make out with the thought and I'm not going to be mad at the thought. In fact, I'm just going to make the thought irrelevant because instead I'm going to spend some time cultivating relationships with other thoughts. And the more time and energy that I spend on that, the better my results are going to be. And this is, listen, this is always the truth. It is unbelievably uncomfortable to sit in the nuance here. And even my client reflected back to me that living in that gray area felt really uncomfortable. And I totally agree with you. It is. And that's why a big portion of what I do as well is really and truly teaching you how to settle your nervous system, teaching you how to allow and experience emotion, teaching you how to have an emotional vocabulary, teaching you how to create validation in multiple areas in your life, teaching you how to ensure that your needs are being met in multiple different places. This is why I teach what I teach, right? Because it is this, we'll call it an ecosystem inside of ourselves. And one way you can think about it, if you just want to take one thing from this particular podcast episode is how much life am I going to breathe into love? How much life am I going to breathe into really being conscious and making the conscious choice to love myself? Loving yourself is not an action. It's a thought. It's a feeling. And what I know for sure is that if you begin by looking at the thoughts becoming comfortable with the idea that they're not true, deciding in advance the ones you're going to divorce, and then looking at the relationship we have with that divorce thought every day. If you did that for a week, your life would be different. You would be happier. I promise you, you would feel less anxious. It just works. So that's what I've got for you today. And listen, I do have a brand new program that I'm doing for summer. It is called best summer ever. And I am going to have a landing page for it. I do already have a landing page for it. If you go over to joinamanda.ca, it should be up. You can find out all the details. And if you're not sure if this offer is for you, or if this is something you want to do, or you will have questions about whether or not it'll work for you, you can book a strategy session and I'll put that in the show notes. Okay. My friend, that is what I've got for you. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.